Welcome to Riverdale High Public Access. I'm Ezra. And I'm Megan. And with us today, we have a very special guest in the studio. Would you go ahead and please introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Madeline, and I'm a wife of the Megan Just in general. Oh, okay. (laughs) The world's wife. I'm just a wife. (laughs) No, I don't share. Um, Yes, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so today... um, Megan, do you want to say what we watched for this episode today? So it we was watched pretty wild an anthology of American cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we just went through the back catalogs of all films, and we watched about ten seconds of each one. Yeah, about like the top one hundred best grossing adjusted for inflation of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we didn't. We, en- we, we entered watch? a pocket dimension that <laughs> was accurate. outside of time and watched all cinema. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And here is I a mean, review. It's bad, we, mostly. <laughs> we did kind of... That's true, though. Um, a lot of white guys in there. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's weird. We also did kind of enter a pocket dimension for this episode uh, because what we actually watched was... A few. It was kind of an anthology of some of the episodes from Archie's Weird Mysteries. Now um, you remember this masterpiece of of a comedic of American animation. and French television, the yes, most that was known on powerhouse PAX. in the animation industry. Yeah, Maddie, uh, in did French you have it was Archie Mystère Compagne. I have never heard of PAX. PAX was a channel. We didn't have cable growing up, Ezra and I, and PAX Mm-mm. was one of the channels we did have, and I watched yeah. Remington Steel on it. Is that a porn? We, we <laughs> talked about that last time we talked about Archie's Weird Mysteries, because we it's did. my only it, association with PAX. It's PAX TV, and now it's the Ion Television Network. Which, um, I think when we recorded that last episode where we mentioned PAX, I had just watched... Uh, an episode of Law & Order SVU while waiting to get a COVID test, and that was oh, on the ION television network. So it's still uh, still around today. And as uh, as the Wikipedia ex- describes Archie's Weird Mysteries, mm. it is similar to both Scooby-Doo and the X-Files in format. Those are the I guess two main influences I would draw from. They're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong, but they're also not in correct. In format, but not in quality. Yeah. Yes, that's the thing. <laughs> So like, I, I think uh, for anyone who doesn't know what this show is and has never mm-hmm. seen it, um, which is I'm assuming just about everybody. Hope, um, I hope so. Um, We've had some listeners write into us yes. about this show specifically. Yes. So, so yeah. other than there are fans, somebody on the Facebook page, not our Facebook page, an Archie fan Facebook page was like showing off their VHS of the movie of Archie's Weird Mysteries. Uh, you mean Archie's in Jugman? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Yes. So, a- another reference probably most people won't get, but if you are familiar with the Zelda CDI games, I yeah. feel like that is the closest <laughs> comparison to the animation. It's- Particularly like the Gamelon and other one, not the yes. weird live action one, that doesn't count. Oh my god, I don't even know about that one. Yes, those were the ones I was talking about. (laughs) The weirdest thing about this show is absolutely the animation, where it's just like... And the voices. It's it's not bad. It's 
It's weird. It's just awkward. It's just awkward. Like, you don't understand what they do sometimes, like, why they make a movement or, like, a motion. They'll just kind of, like, do some, like, jazz free-flow <laughs> movements around. Um, but it's very strange. It's and not cheap. It's definitely no, not cheap. I, I did some... Di- before we actually dive into the meat, because we're going to dissect some of the episodes of this TV show in this term. episode. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I before did want we to get- just... Before we get into the real potatoes, how about that? Exactly. There we go. Um, we will... I just wanted to make you guys aware of the fact that the Archie's Weird Mysteries TV show was produced by a company called DIC Entertainment. That probably means nothing to you, because it meant nothing to me. But the reason that I went down this weird rabbit hole is because I realized that a lot of the voice actors from Archie's Weird Mysteries... We're also on a TV show that ran from 1994 to 1997 that some of you may have heard of called Street Sharks. <laughs> and I almost died. <laughs> this is so yeah. funny so to me. If you're not familiar, yeah. Street, Street Sharks was a American-Canadian animated series about crime-fighting half-man, half-sharks. Oh, so um, we're talking literal Street Sharks. Yes. It was basically a franchise made to sell the toy. Of oh, the Street I've seen Sharks. Pictures. Oh, I've seen pictures of You've these You've seen before. Street Sharks, yeah. yeah. I don't think um, I actually watched the show. Same. Same. Wow. <laughs> I so knew there, nothing are about these it. their names? Ripster? Big yeah, Slamu? So, <laughs> streaks? The reason that I got on this is that on the page for Archie's Weird Mysteries, there's only about three uh, voice actors who have like a link to another their own <laughs> page. And one of them was Tony Wyke, who is the voice of Mr. Waldo Weatherby, who I don't know if you encountered in any of the episodes you watched. I think so. I feel like for one second, maybe. He was kind of a big part of one of the ones I watched last night. So I wanted to, like, learn who this dude was. And Tony Wyke was the voice actor for uh, Reptile in, oh. in uh, Street Sharks. That doesn't sound like a shark thing, name. The weirdest thing is that in doing this, I realized that so many of these actors cross over. Like, the dude who voices Mr. Lodge was, like, the main villain in Street Sharks, that Dr. Luther so, Paradigm. Mr. Lodge's so voice is so weird, though. A it's lot of the voices are so super distinct. weird. Yeah. I know we've already talked about this when we've brought up Archie's Weird Mysteries before, too, but the voice of Archie is Andrew Rannells, who's the not-Josh-Gad one from uh, the Book of Mormon. Um <laughs> Yeah, he went on to be, he and the voice actress for Betty are like the only ones who have actually gone on to do anything. You mean this wasn't the stellar jumping off point that we all thought it would be? (laughs) Surprisingly not. The only other reason I wanted to mention DIC Entertainment is because they also, while under the control of Disney, released some films that you might have heard of, such as Meet the Deedles. And Inspector Gadget, the live-action movie from 1999. Oh my god, I did see oh, that. Wow. They Who also, was Inspector though, Gadget in that movie? Matthew Broderick, of course. Yeah. thought so. The most macho inspector of the world. <laughs> um, Everyone's dream They also bone. helped license a lot of anime for America, including huh. Speed Racer and Sailor Moon. What? That makes so much yeah. sense. Weird. Yeah. So the same company that brought us Archie's Weird Mysteries was responsible for bringing us Sailor Moon. Now, so is this the version of Sailor Moon where they, like, straight-washed everything? 
Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Of Which course. Which is weird because there's so much homoerotic tension in Archie's Weird Mysteries. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly wondering if Archie and Reggie are gonna fuck. <laughs> Until but, I mean, that I one guess where I they did explicitly, and then it was pretty obvious. <laughs> right, exactly. No way. Was I watching the porn version again? You were you were a mat having fever dreams after falling asleep reading your fan fiction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Riverdale triple X parody. My life is yeah. so consumed by Archie at this point, you know. It really for honestly, like I fall asleep with Archie books in my bed. Yeah. Like Yeah. Um, but before we dive too much down the D.I.C. rabbit hole... I think it is pronounced Deek. <laughs> yeah, I was avoiding saying Dick Entertainment. That's really how it's pronounced, because I remember, I, I I totally, like, I feel like if anybody remembers anything about that, it's totally the, the like, at the end of the shows, they would have Deek. the... Yeah, it would be like, Deek. <laughs> Yeah, it is also a French television company, so it's probably oh, that, Dich or something like that. Oh, that does make more sense. It, it, yeah, yeah, it totally is. I it's was not like, Dick. It's like, Did Dich. they pick that acronym? And then they were like, oh, fuck. Our acronym's yeah, it's, Dick. What is it in French? Um, then it stands for, oh god, it's like diffusion, <laughs> inception, and creation. That's oh my not god. it, but it's, it's an acronym oh. or something. Diffusion would be a weird pull. Diffusion actually is that one, so that's what? I couldn't remember the other two, but yeah. All right. But yeah, so we have the first episode to break down. Yeah, let's dive into that. The title of this episode too is "Attack of the Killer Spuds." Now, can so we all know. just out of five stars, what mm. do you give this episode, Ezra? Um, it to just like a quality scale. Is I that mean, what we're just, doing? I two the stars. Scale of your heart. Oh, the scale of my heart? Yeah, two stars. <laughs> <laughs> Stays. What about you guys? Come on. I can't be the only one. Oh, I didn't watch it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I haven't watched this shit. Um, <laughs> I left that to you. I'm going to say three stars because three it's stars. hilariously bad. Yeah, it I is. Don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, uh, God, it really depends on what these stars mean, and I'm going to... Yeah. Uh, What's the scale of your heart, Maddie? Um... I'm just going to give it, you know, the, the, uh, video game reviewer. I don't, I don't have a big thing to say about this. Four stars. Oh, <laughs> just, it was... I thought it was going to be three and a half. <laughs> yeah. Um, ba- yeah. Somewhere three yeah. and a half, four stars. I just, I don't know. I just. Right. Yeah. I, I will say It was say a video too, game. <laughs> it was a show. Two, you two watched this together, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I wasn't able to talk my partner into watching these with me, so I got the pleasure of watching these all alone. God. Um, which, it's not nearly as much fun when you're yeah. watching them alone. But I will say, it is a hell of an experience. Um, so yeah, without further ado, I'll just dive into my summary of this first episode. Gotta start with that title. Mm-hmm. Attack of the Killer Spuds. But, actually, none of the episodes... Technically start with the title because we get two intros before the show starts. Um, We get like a teaser intro that's a weird voice speaking and kind of talking about what's going to be happening in the episode. And they show you some like stills from it that are like newspapers. I think they're like headlines. They they look like they're supposed to be um, like covers of comics. Right, right. And the premise then, of the show is that this is Archie's series he writes for the school paper. 
Yeah. It's a column, yeah. Archie, um, prolific writer that he always has been. It feels very, and we'll, I guess we'll get to it at the end, but it feel, it has that same ending as the Riverdale show, where it's yeah, like, it really there's a formula to it for sure. Yeah, voiceover and somebody, and somebody like typing on a computer and then the voiceover is supposed to be what they're typing, like. Right. Um, so after this, like, first intro, then we get the real intro, which <laughs> plays the best theme song ever, um, which is just someone song. going, Archie's Weird Wee! Mysteries. It's not, it's Weird Mysteries. <laughs> it's yeah, it's like basically robot. that for like a minute and a half <laughs> of like so different long. images from the episodes. But Leo then, like, it in. names every character in the song, and it's like, oh, yeah, Archie, it? Reggie, Ver- Betty, Veronica, and Jughead too. <laughs> And it yeah, like shows, I, mean, I, I get really annoyed because it shows Archie in the scene, it shows Reggie in a scene, and then it shows a scene of everyone that Betty and Veronica are just in as it says their names. I see. And then it cuts Dilton to Dilton doesn't even head. make it in the theme song, too. No. Dilton is yeah. in the show way more than Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Dilton is like one of the characters on like the cover of the show, too. Like yeah. when you see like the promotional posters for it, it's like. Dilton's there in his Hawaiian shirt, because that's what he wears in this show. <laughs> I um, also love that everyone wears the same thing all the time, which I know oh is God. like a Saturday morning cartoon animation kind of thing, but... Can we also, before we actually dive into the plot, just discuss like their outfits? Because they're so... I, I Anachronistic isn't the right word, but it's just like the f- they didn't even try to pay attention to what the characters usually wore. Or were like in the comics. Like the platform shoes both the girls wear. Yes, yeah. And like Veronica's little dress she always has on. And then Betty's in like the Puritan, like what, yeah, like button up with sweater and, and skirt. skirt. Yeah. Uh, Jughead's always in a t shirt and jeans, like oversized t shirt and jeans. The same ones, though. Same ones. Uh, Archie's in a leather jacket and a white t shirt and jeans, right? A black t-shirt. Yeah. Black t-shirt. And then Dilton's in a Hawaiian shirt, shorts, and flip-flops or something yeah. like that. And then Reggie's just wearing white boy clothes. So, like, a polo and All jeans. All of the boys are wearing white boy clothes. It's true. Just... Andrews. And, and while we're while we're in the intro, we, we really have to give a shout-out to that just gorgeous graphic design. Graphic design is my passion logo, where there's... Uh, uh three yeah. different fonts three fonts um it's and and a gradient in one of them let's let let's just oh, yeah. name the there's features. a drop shadow on two of them yep uh and there's yeah there's a gradient they there there's outlines on two of them uh i think it's not only a gradient on uh, the weird it's also like a faux 3D. Like there's like I'm getting that. Yeah, like it's it looks like a inlay or something. Yeah, it does have that. Yeah, thing. like you'd see on an enamel pin. There's a lot going on in that. Just Guys, take a look at that Google logo. Up it's like a the belt Archie's buckle. weird mysteries and uh, yes. appreciate it. Yeah. So we start after we've gotten through our two intros. Uh-huh. Then we finally get the title. I will say it again: Attack of the Killer Spuds. Extremely um, good title. We zoom in on Jughead's house, uh, where he's sitting on the couch watching a movie marathon. Um, <laughs> Archie is kind of berating him for not wanting to go outside, and Jughead is out- abstinent. weirdly anti-movie in this episode. <laughs> yeah, he Hates keeps- movie and- marathons. 
this is one of the things that we posted about for the uh, drinking game. Yeah. Um, but he keeps using the theme of the episode as a slam. <laughs> yeah. He keeps being like, stop yeah. being such a couch potato. And it's like, That's a good right. impression. Yeah, that's a Thank good you. Archie in um, the show impression. It's basically Sonic the Hedgehog, guys. <laughs> it's very, it's... Uh, but yeah, so Jughead doesn't want to go outside. Archie is exasperated, and I think he just... No, okay, yeah. Archie's exasperated. Jughead gets scared, and then it just cuts to them driving down a country road. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, didn't he, like, win something? Right. Seemingly no time lost, but we find out while through their dialogue that Jughead watched TV for 12 hours <laughs> and yeah. won a movie marathon because of that. Um, Archie kind of makes fun of him some more, and then Jughead explains to us how he won this, and it's like, he was watching, he was finishing up the marathon, and then someone, like, a woman came on TV and said that you could win a prize for naming all the movies in the marathon. Mm -hmm. So he called, and he won. I also need to, because this is a, a plot point somehow, I need to point out that Jughead explains to Archie what the phrase, in the zone, means. Oh, God. <laughs> That's right. Because uh, Jughead says that he's in the zone, which is a phrase Archie has never heard. Anyway, he's won the award, they get back to the station, and kind of walk up to the door, we see like a security camera following them, and then we see the woman watching the camera, then we see her through the window as they approach, so I don't know why she had to watch it's them on the camera. a lot of weird footage of this woman. Yeah. It occurs to me that, um, also, especially because we were just talking about Sailor Moon, this is the exact mm -hmm. plot line of a Sailor Moon episode. Really? There's literally a Sailor Moon episode that is... Oh, yeah, they do do that. Yeah, because there's, there's, like, content... There's not potatoes, though. Not, not the potatoes part, but everything else <laughs> wow. is... Okay. I need to watch more Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon's um, pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, so they get inside, and... Jughead is immediately annoyed that the prize... I, to be fair, I'd be it's pretty annoyed, too. Prize. The prize is a potato on a number one pedestal with, like, a bunch of, like, party blowers yeah, sticking out of it. Yeah, I don't understand why those are in the potato. Because uh, like, it's, it's a prize, Megan. At this point, it would be better if she was just like, here's a fucking potato, get out of here. Yeah. Um. They take it. She says, like... I don't remember what she says, but it's like she's real weird and creepy, clearly possessed or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they just leave and they're like, all right. And then she walks I into the I studio. I guess I got this cool potato. <laughs> just takes it and is like, oh, well, I, I did win the movie marathon. <laughs> I, I have to take this potato prize. Um, so this brings up the question, clearly... You know, we all know this is an evil potato. She's getting him to infect him. Right, but, right. like, was there originally a movie marathon prize being offered? And then this monster came in and was like, I'll just swap this real prize out with this potato. <laughs> or did the <laughs> monster really create the whole premise of the movie marathon to begin with? It, it felt like the monster created the whole premise. And that's just weird. I mean, presumably, right? Because they didn't give you, like, a cold intro uh, that kind of, like, sets you up, like, <laughs> oh, you see the potato ship crashing, and then, you know, like, yeah. if it was an actual quality TV show, you'd see the lead-up and, like, not quite see the alien, but you'd realize that it's setting something up. And then mm -hmm. you get intro, start. Mm -hmm. But I guess we're weird... just supposed to assume that the potato came up with the movie marathon. <laughs> 
just like, don't watch TV all day. Well, I got a prize for watching TV all day. It's, it's very. I mean, that's the thing, right? You'd at least get a, a shot of, you know, random people on the highway getting stopped by creepy dudes uh, talking about poems about the water in the well. Uh-huh. But it's a deep <laughs> Is this one you watched or? <laughs> it's a no. deep Twin Peaks reference. Oh, okay. This is, Twin Peaks <laughs> this is for three. Megan and no one yeah, else. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sure we have some Twin Peaks fans in the audience. Y'all yes. know. This is the water. And this is the well. There we go. But yeah, so she walks back into the studio. We see what is presumably the real her tied up in a chair with some really creepy root vine things. Yeah, um, it's fucked up. Effectively creepy, and it really very, goes to like show very creepy. It really goes to show that the animation, as weird as it and as weird and in a lot of ways bad as it is, is actually like it's not cheap. Mm. And it's, it's no. like a lot of animation goes into every second. Like, I associate bad animation with, like, not a lot of drawing, right? Like, it's Right. The- well, I don't know. I, I would say that this is pretty cheap animation to me. They reuse a lot of animation. Yes. No, that's they true. They stop a lot of animation mid-frame just so they don't have to draw, like, a standing frame. I don't know if you noticed any of that. Yeah. Um, they reuse a lot of stuff. Thank God they wear the same outfits every day. Yeah. <laughs> right. It seems more like they accidentally made it creepier than they meant because the animation's so bad. Yeah. That was the vibe I got from it. Because ostensibly, this is a kid's show. Mm-hmm. And this is way creepier than... I will say, though, it was the 90s. There were some creepy-ass kids' shows. Yeah. But I remember Courage. Even st- Exactly. Even still, this is kind of on the edge for me. Because it's not, like, winking at you creepy. It's just, like, this is disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like, but who anyway, the fuck so thought of this shit? She speaks to something in the shadows, and she says, like, oh, master. I also will say, I think her voice changes halfway through the <laughs> sentence. And it's very weird. Um, we see a single red eye open in the shadows. Eyes, potatoes, uh, uh. We cut back to Jughead's house where he's still watching TV while Archie is berating him. God, Archie cannot get off this TV high horse he's on. I always love in TV when they talk about how evil TV is. <laughs> yeah. Archie, who famously hates television, you yeah. know. Well, and, and that goes into like, you know, we talked about how there's a there's a there's a pretty rig- rigid formula and that uh, for this show. And it's very much like one of the characters is like it always starts where it's like one of the characters is like doing something or mm-hmm. like has some kind of moral failing in some it's, way. Definitely trying to import, like, import, impart a moral message at the end of every episode. They're weirdly right. specific, though. Like, in this oh, one, yes. you know, it's like, TV bad, okay, whatever. But in the, um, the Archie Carr one, where it's like, is the message, don't spend too much time on your car, yeah. I guess? Yeah. That's the thing, too. Like, to jump forward a little bit, the end of, the message at the end of this show isn't TV bad, it's just... Too much TV bad. Yeah. (laughs) It's just very specific messages they're trying to get across. I guess they did have 40 episodes. That's a lot of moral uh, wisdoms to come up with. Yeah. Anyway, we're at the Jughead household while Archie yells at him and they watch TV. Hot Dog sniffs the potato prize. um, And then it sprouts like a little vine and grabs his nose and he like runs away. Which is deeply upsetting. Yes. Archie keeps trying to get Jughead to go out, and he's being a kind of a dick about the whole thing. 
But then Jughead says that, like, I'll see you tomorrow. It pops. Okay. And so Jughead, Archie leaves. <laughs> Meanwhile, we watch as, I guess it's like later because it's dark out now. And the potato splits open grotesquely to, like, sprout, like, half a dozen tentacles, which all reach out and grab Jughead and have basically wrapped him up before he notices. Yeah. Um, yep. He tries to get away, but he can't escape. Um... Uh, they reuse a lot of animation in this part. Uh, the potato and the vines then morph into, like, a Jughead clone. And the only way you can tell it's him, really, is, like, the creepy smile, and he's got these big, dark rings around his eyes. Yeah, it's weird look. Um, and then they go toward, the like, the vines go towards Hot Dog, and then it cuts to outside, and you hear him barking, which is, like, legitimately really upsetting. upsetting. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can't hurt the dog, guys! That's the one rule! Seriously, though. I mean, it's hot dog, so he's, like, more man than dog at this That's point. That's true. <laughs> um, we then see the thing in the station opening another red eye, and then we just cut to Pop's chocolate shop, um, where Arch, Betty, and Dilton walk in, all talking about Jughead and, like, how he's being weird, and then they s- All of their voice acting is so awful. Yeah. It's so Veronica bad. in particular. Yeah. Reggie really pisses me off, though. <laughs> Archie! He's like James <laughs> from fucking, like, Pokemon. Anyway, <laughs> they they walk in and they see Jughead standing in a pot of dirt with no oh shoes God. on. Um, and they ask about it and he's like, oh, it's good for your feet, guys. You can absorb it through your skin. The dirt? Yeah, yeah I guess. The nutrients. <laughs> Veronica makes him a mean joke about Jughead and then Reggie makes fun of him too. Um, Dilton points out some dumb shit said in a smart way he's like based off of the bags around his eyeballs i assume he's suffering from sleep deprivation God. and it's like you could have said he looks tired dilton <laughs> yeah that's kind of his whole um, character yeah yeah archie continues to berate jughead god everyone's hating on jughead not only in this episode too yeah jughead sees reggie about to eat a french fry so he <sighs> attacks veronica and reggie um he like spills all their food so veronica screams about her dress because there's stuff on it now and there's a shot of just betty and dilton laughing at her (laughs) (laughs) and then it cuts back to jughead um yelling at reggie about eating french fries and they're like did you just say jughead won't eat french fries are you okay and it's just like ridiculous yeah Let's see, he climbs out of the booth uh, with a bag of potato, like his backpack's just full of potatoes, and Archie's like, hey, will you like go get some sleep? And Jughead says, okay, if you look after my new friend, and he hands Archie a potato. And then- it's super upsetting he- that they take the potatoes. Yeah. This is, that was, yeah, this is one of my favorite parts, because he then picks up the pot that was moments ago full of dirt- <laughs> And starts walking around, pulling potatoes out of it and handing it. I did not realize that. Yeah, handing a potato to everyone in Pops. Just like strangers are happily taking a potato from a weird boy. They they clearly think it's weird, but not weird enough not to take the potato. I'm pretty sure that if I was in a restaurant and a man came up to me, or a child or whatever, and tried to hand me a potato... 
I would say no. Yeah. Like, I know you can't know what you're going to do in the moment, (laughs) but I'm pretty sure I would say no thank you, and I would not put my hands out. Or or just take it and then throw it away and not take it home. I certainly wouldn't take it home. (laughs) That's the thing, too. Definitely they've injected it full of drugs and poison. Like, well, again, we'll get to it later, but, like, Veronica has hers on, like, her nightstand, and it's like, she doesn't even like Jughead. Like, what's she doing? (laughs) Like, she just put it in her purse, and it was like, oh, I just, I'll leave this here. Yeah. Um, I'll let Fifi the maid take care of it tomorrow. (laughs) Fifi is her poodle, Megan, please. I'm pretty sure she has a maid named Fifi. Probably, actually. Um, But yeah, anyway, so after he's distributed his potatoes, he then just leaves... Um, and then Betty and Archie start to leave when Pop, like, makes them clean up the mess they didn't make. Um, I don't know why they added that, but anyway, we see Archie and Betty. They're like, we're 40 seconds short! I know, yeah. We've got to make them clean up a mess or something. They don't even show them cleaning up the mess, just Pop being, like, angrily So you, like, hand them, like, a rag and a bucket? That's exactly, that's like a mop and a bucket, yeah. Um, then we have Archie and Betty back at presumably Betty's house, uh, watching a movie, sitting on the couch, like, very far apart, and basically the whole scene. Yeah, so, like, Archie wants to make a move, but he doesn't want to make Betty uncomfortable, and Betty wants Archie to make a move, but she doesn't want to appear too, like, eager, I guess? Desperate? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is. Um, Then Archie has the wildest flashback to when Jug told him about being in the zone, because it's like... (laughs) He makes, like, this angry face with, like, his eyebrows down and his mouth open, and then the screen, like, starts, I don't know, like, circle, like, becomes a black circle that's zooming in on his face, and while we hear Jughead's voiceover of, like, I'm in the zone! (laughs) (laughs) And then Archie goes, that's it! In the zone! And Betty's like, what do you say? (laughs) And he's like, oh, the phone! Didn't you hear it? Um, and then he, like, does the classic, oh, like, stretch yeah, yawn, and arm, around her. arm around her. Um, and then as he does that, he hears, like, a tear, and he slides away, and he's like, I tore my shirt. Um, then a tentacle comes up from behind the couch and starts, like, touching Betty's shoulder, and she thinks it's Archie, so she's like, I don't want to make him nervous, so I won't look. But she does go, oh, Archie, and, like, roll around as these tentacles start wrapping her up. <laughs> Which is a lot. That Yeah, and, that was a lot. And then Archie has not noticed any of this. It's on the same couch as him. But he goes, that wasn't my shirt that ripped. What was it? So he looks behind the couch and sees <laughs> the, the potato explode out of the purse with many tendrils coming out of it. And he's like, hey, Betty. The potato exploded. <laughs> you should look at this. <laughs> Betty? Betty? Oh and he looks, and she's already all wrapped up by the potato. He tries to pull it off of her, but he can't. And then it, like, throws him across the room. But then he runs over to the potato itself and kicks it. And that works. And then you can just pull the vines off of Betty and they get out of there. Um, Thank God the- it could be defeated by kicking it. I know. Uh, that is literally their solution to, like, basically their solution to this villain. Um, mm-hmm. They go to Jughead's house to figure out what's up because it was the potato he gave them, and they find up the find the vined up hot dog and Jughead, and they're like about to untie them, I think, or maybe Betty's about to untie them, and 
I think Archie runs out of the room and then mm-hmm. Spud Jug shows up and hits Betty in the head with a sack of potatoes, which knocks her out. And then Archie gets back and starts explaining or Jughead starts monologuing um, and that he's been freed by the great potato starting tonight. Potatoes will <laughs> rule the earth. Um, it's a very ambitious plan those potatoes have. It's so wild. They've got um, five teenagers, so... Yeah. Whoa. Next, the world. He he puts the sack of potatoes on the ground, and he, like, kicks it over, and a bunch of potatoes, like, fly out and start... One starts vining up Betty. Archie tries to get her out, but then Spud Dog comes over and growls at him, and Spud Jug is just like, you don't stand a chance. And while he's monologuing, we have... A legitimately disturbing montage of everyone in Riverdale, which means Reggie, Veronica, Dilton, and Pop, <laughs> yeah. um, getting taken over by these potatoes. Um, so it's like Veronica's on her bed on the phone and like the tentacles are coming up and then Reggie's, I guess, just sitting in a kitchen somewhere and the oh, tentacles yeah. are coming up. It comes Pop out is- of his fridge. Yeah. like... Because you keep your potatoes in the fridge? <laughs> yeah. You were going to eat that cold potato, man? Also, arguably, Reggie has the most lasting consequences from this whole thing because it just his fridge was left open all day. That's true. <laughs> He's gonna have all to the pay contents. Yeah. A fuck ton of money for that energy, too. Yeah. And I think Pop is, like, doing dishes, and the potato happened to be in a bag of potatoes, which... Like, did Jughead sneak it in there? Right, that's the, the, the thing. Or, and you I know guess... what probably happened is he found a potato on the counter and was like, oh, this must have come from that bag in the back. That's actually a really good point. Um, they <laughs> the also stop justifying this. <laughs> they also, <laughs> I will say though, concept. never define what potatoes become sentient and which don't. See, like, is it only yeah. potatoes though, affected by the great potatoes spawn? Arguably, the best way to disperse these potatoes would be for him to go to a grocery store. And just mix them in with yeah. the potato aisle, or <laughs> potato aisle. <laughs> <laughs> Your grocery store doesn't have a potato aisle? I don't know, Megan. <laughs> you only have it a seems shelf? pretty effective to just hand them to strangers Maybe in this Maybe he could pops. put a stamp on each one and mail them that way. You can do that. Um, <laughs> I mean, it gets, and, and I, I was going to save this for later because we learn more about the potato later. But, right. like, I, I, like, it really, I, to, to, like, uh, you know, and obviously it's just couch potato. Like they wanted to do a thing about couch potatoes. So oh, like, yeah. and, and, and also like pod, the, what is that movie? The pod people or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, it, it brings up the point. Cause like this alien oh, came from space and it is a potato, <laughs> but like potatoes are an earth thing. And then it like turns earth potatoes I mean, into aliens. Maddie. Like, are potatoes an earth thing? <gasps> Maybe is that the is that the point? Is like no, uh, all potatoes they came are from like the new world, uh, right? <laughs> and so then, like, we're just still screwed because we got they got rid of the, the like even even like they saved the day at the end, but there's still potatoes on the earth. Are they just all aliens? Like, I mean, so... presumably the proximity of the great potato gives all the other potatoes power to become it's like potato. they need to be activated. Uh, no, what is it? I mean, we figure out what it is, but they're like the great potatoes sending microwave transmissions via the TV station's antenna, which will get. That's to right. Yeah. So there is. There's an explanation. There's quote unquote logic behind it. Uh, but like, what does that? What does that imply for like potatoes? 
writ large like (laughs) they're just waiting for a great potato to awaken them to their oppressors yeah you know Um, maybe all earth life is just it just uh actually came from potatoes and the panspermia theory is true and this is some like just breakfast a of championship where like everyone's a robot except for you <laughs> you know all right um, yeah Megan. everyone's a potato but oh, you shit. <laughs> i'm like poking maddie after we see the like montage of people getting oh dilton is like working in his lab um and then we see the montage and then we see a bunch of red eyes opening and it's like oh no the potato is getting stronger um, but this is, like, one of the creepier parts. I actually had to pull a few lines just because this Ooh. monologue is, like, actually terrifying at some points. Um, and I think this is Jughead asking the question to himself. What happens to the people? They're happy just sitting there. You know, oh, yeah. like in the zone. Never having to think or do anything ever again. And we see everyone now tied up by the potatoes with these really creepy grins on their faces like they've been killed with some fucking Joker gas. Yeah, very Um, much Joker vibes with those. A lot of reused animation in this sequence, by the way. You see uh, a Spud Betty then form and try to talk Archie into becoming a potato, but he doesn't want to. Uh, Jughead then- Reasonably. This is one of my favorite parts, because Jughead throws a potato at Archie- he catches it and then stares at it for like 10 seconds while it grows vines <laughs> and just starts wrapping around his arm. And then he's like, ah, and throws it and it smashes <laughs> against the wall. And then he just starts stomping on all the potatoes he can and runs Which, out. Like, how rotten was that potato that it just exploded when it hit the wall? These are very soft potatoes. Like, it's, <laughs> it's really upsetting. Work. Yeah, um, they're all boiled potatoes, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they were all pre-prepared for a... Uh, you know, mashed potatoes and baked potatoes. For easy and... defeat by exactly. teenagers. Exactly. Um, they try to attack him, but he runs outside and drives away. Um, Ar- Jughead shouts the classic line, You can run, Archie, but you can't hide from the great potato. That is a classic. Archie gets to Pops, trying to look for help, I guess. Um, but he <laughs> sees a Spud Pop, Spud Reg, and Spud Ron all approaching. Mm-hmm. Spud Ron says basically zombies basically says some weird taunt um and they're all (laughs) holding potatoes by the way this is one of the points where she does some weird animation she's like oh Archie cans and she's like just kind of like moving around the frame and she's like you can't run from the great potato and like flipping all over the place um, it's very weird. A lot, then, a lot of unnecessary frames happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's like another shot where you just have Reggie and Pop both as potatoes berating Archie, I guess. Um, and he runs out to his car, drives away again. That was an unnecessary scene. Uh, and then he decides to try the police when someone rises up from the backseat of his car while he's driving and grabs him. And startled, Archie swerves off the road into some garbage cans, but... Luckily, it's Dilton, the real Dilton. He's not been taken over by the spuds. Why would Dilton do that? It's really, really bad idea, Can you imagine? You're like, oh, I'm the only human left. No, Archie's a human, too. I'll hide in the back of his car and then grab him and scare him while he's driving. That's how you get a zombie land situation, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So I, I can justify it based off of the episode, but the episode 
justifies it by being dumb. So the reason he does it is because Archie says out loud to himself, I've got to try the police. And then Dilton pops up and says, I wouldn't do that if I were you and grabs him. But yeah, he shouldn't grab him. The grabbing is the problem. The grabbing is the bad part. Um, yeah, you shouldn't do that to anyone who's driving, regardless of potato-based alien <laughs> Potato-based threats, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so he warns Archie not to go to the police, and they kind of talk about the problem. Dilton reveals to Archie that he's detected these microwave transmissions, um, and Archie figures out that they've been coming from the TV station. Obviously. Didn't Shocking. need to know about the microwave transmissions to figure that one out, but okay. Um, Almost they, like if they'd gone to the place where this all started, they could have figured it out. Hmm, weird, when right? did we get a weird potato in the past few days? Yeah. Man, oh, Jughead, the first one affected, received a strange potato, but that can't be the reason this is happening. Yeah. I mean, they did stick a bunch of shit in the potato. Like, I forget <laughs> what the lines were. Did they not realize it was a potato prize? They stuck well, all that shit sure in it. I'm pretty sure he would, knew it was a potato. I don't know, though. Um, <laughs> they stuck yeah. kazoos in it, so they thought it was just a bad prize and not Basically. a potato. <laughs> Maybe that's they, why they didn't just give them a potato. Yeah. Peel out and start heading towards the TV station. They arrive and see that it's taken over by vines. Um, so Dilton proposes that they climb up the radio tower to override the transmissions. Then they turn to see a bunch of spud zombies approaching, all holding potatoes. Then this is what really annoys me, is that they're standing at the door to the TV station. Um, and so that means the radio tower is like 20 feet to their right. But instead, they run out of the compound, down the hill, through the woods back up the hill, and then back into the compound. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, so yeah, anyway, to get there's, more there's into the sequence. Of, there's a lot yeah. of weird uses of space where it's like, it's I like, wild. I specifically remember when, like, um, when some of the spud zombies are confronting Archie at, like, what is that, Betty's house or something? Uh, Jacket's house? Yeah, yes, I think that's when it was. And there's just, like, a bunch of shots that like where the camera changes position and in, in like three times in a row and mm-hmm. each time like all of the different people are in radically different places <laughs> and the sh- yeah. and like the size of the room is very different like and that's just how it is during in the whole show like it, it really doesn't make sense no yeah it was like it was never like like nobody ever had an idea of what the spaces looked like like every shot is just like making up what the, the three space people looks in like. a room yeah right. exactly um, they see these spud zombies approaching, and they scream and run away, which takes like ten seconds to do. <laughs> they're th- they're running away. The spud zombies throw potatoes, and we get a shot of Dilton saying, "They're throwing potatoes." <laughs> um, the potatoes rain harmlessly down around them, um, but one happens to grow tentacles and then grabs Dilton. He's struggling. Archie runs over and stomps on the potato. He helps Dilton up and they keep running. None of that needed to happen. Um, No. They they start climbing up the tower, um, but Betty and Ron (laughs) grab Dilton before... Spud Betty and Spud Ron. Before they can get up and they pull him off. Very scary. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Spud Jug starts climbing up after Archie and so does Spud Reggie. But this This, is one of... Getting chased imagery is pretty upsetting. The, the What upset me the most, though, was the next, th- like, this very next sequence I'm about to describe. Yeah. Um, and it's when they turn 
Dilton into a spud zombie. Do you remember this? Yeah. Because what they do is he's he's lying on the ground and they've got him pinned down and they take a potato and shove the entire thing into his mouth, which then, while still in his mouth, sprouts like four tentacles that are just up in the air. And then we get like <laughs> him cut off on the bottom of the screen and just like a light and then it becomes the spud zombie. Yeah. And it's so upsetting because it's like some eldritch horror shoving a squid down your throat kind of stuff. It's yeah, not very a alien. good vibe. Yes, yeah. yes, so alien. Yeah. Um. Yeah that that upset me so much. Um. Yeah. Dilton. Yeah. Makes a spud dilt. Spud Betty and Spud Ron kind of cackle while the Dilton starts to climb up after Archie, and it's like, oh, Archie. Like it's like he's gonna be like, oh, Dilton's going for me. <laughs> oh, good, my friend Dilton. <laughs> yeah. Which is like brings up the point that uh, and. It does this a lot where it's like, they're not sure if the spud people oh, are, right, right. are like zombies or if they're like, you know, just yeah, like, like clones. Yeah, like, does it have Dilton's memories and shit? Yeah, because th- there are some things that definitely imply that. And it's like... So it's like, they are clones. That is confirmed. Right. But, right. But, but I don't, don't know if sh- the memory thing is there. Well, it's like, it, there are so many, they just kind of, like, chase people slowly, zombie-like, when it's like, if you have clones of people, could do, you know, like... You could run, stuff. or drive a car. But right, also, or just, like, pretend like, to be Veronica not... could have been like, oh. oh my god, Archie, I'm so scared. But no, they never, they never try that. They They're never take like, advantage. They're just like, ah, potato, Archie. Okay. Yeah. I mean, in defense of the great potato, doesn't Spud Jug, isn't that like his initial gambit? Is he's going to be like, oh, friends, take my potatoes. That and did it, work, it though. It works and he does for everyone yeah. except for Archie. But yeah, that's the thing. They don't try it again. They're like, <laughs> well, we're we're already taking over the world. What's one boy going to do, you know? We'll just yeah. kill this boy. We're taking over the world after we've handed out seven potatoes <laughs> in one town. Um, yeah. I just can't kick it over Maybe the. There was a specific shot during that cafe scene where Jughead is is handing out potatoes, where he hands one to like some random guy who's there, yeah. and his face is just like, oh yeah, yeah. He's nice. very pleased. The dude is he's happy pleased. with this potato he's been given. Maybe though, this alien just doesn't understand how big the Earth is, <laughs> and like landed and was like, fuck yeah, this town conquered. Next town, gonna conquer it. Then I'm basically done. <laughs> it, it it has a spaceship and flew through space, but somehow doesn't. Maybe its grok. planet is only ninety percent occupied. <laughs> One of the other episodes that I watched basically has that exact thing happen. Nice. Um, oh my god. But yeah. Anyway, so Jughead, uh, or I'm sorry, Archie is climbing up this tower, pursued by Reggie and Jughead, both spotified. Archie makes it to the control box quote unquote whatever that means at the top of the transmission tower it's like this is the most frustrating sequence because it's like he makes it to the box and oh no i'm sorry he doesn't open it yet but then jughead grabs his ankle archie shakes him off he opens the control box pumps his fist and says all right which gives (laughs) reggie just enough time to grab him from behind with both hands they are climbing up a tower, and Reggie grabs him from behind with both hands at the a ladder, same time. To be clear, they're they're climbing a ladder. Technically, not even because there's no ladder on this tower. The tower is just a lattice. They're not climbing oh, right. stairs to the top of a tower, though. Right, right. It's yes, I I see what you mean. Yeah, they're like climbing up, like exactly like a ladder style thing. So they're using hands and feet, 
Anyway, they struggle. Spud Jug puts a potato on Archie's leg, and it just kind of sticks there. Um, Archie shakes off Spud Reggie, turns off the transmitter. We then have a quick shot of the red eyes looking uncertain. All the Spud zombies turn back into normal potatoes, um, and the people taken over by the Spud zombies wake up. Dilton wakes up and realizes that Archie has did it and is hit by all the potatoes falling from the sky. Archie also realizes he did it and says to himself, I don't know where the great potato came from. At that moment, a spaceship, a spaceship shaped like a giant potato flies up to Archie. A hatch opens and the great potato kind of climbs out. It's just a big blob that looks vaguely like a potato. It's got eyes. It's got many red eyes and Which many is lines. Just like how potatoes have many eyes. Yeah, that's about mm-hmm. the most clever thing that that yeah. they do is that it's it got really a bunch is. of eyes. Also, I need to say that its potato spaceship also looks like a Big Mac. <laughs> it does. It it looks less potato like. It's clearly supposed to be a potato, but it yeah. doesn't really. Yeah, so the Great Potato grabs the transmission tower and is, like, shaking off Archie, I guess, instead of just grabbing the small boy. Yeah. Um, this bad plan. Like, Dilton's on the ground, and he yells up to Archie to turn on the dish and increase the frequency. That's how microwave dishes work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he does that, and then it just basically shoots lasers at the <laughs> potato and its ship. Um and Dilton then tells Archie that he just basically shot microwave rays at this potato and it made it into a, a baked, baked potato. potato. <laughs> ah. you can, in the background, you can hear like kind of a mock X-Files theme going on. And then, yeah, Archie starts wrapping up the episode with his monologue where he types everything up for Archie's Weird Mysteries column. Uh, we get a quick... Last criticism of Jug for watching TV. Um, <laughs> and then... In is, case you didn't get the moral yet... Don't watch here's TV. Here's what it is! <laughs> then Archie ends it by asking the question, Why doesn't anyone order potatoes anymore? In a little town called Riverdale. And that's it. Wrapped it all up in a yeah. neat package. Yeah. No mm-hmm. questions left unanswered. You betcha. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's just what a the great first show. episode of Archie's Weird Mysteries. I know. So you can tell, listeners, why we didn't go ahead and recap all 40 for you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I actually, I had a couple little uh, little games I wanted to play with you guys because oh, it is God, please. very sad that we can't go through each and every one of these gems, and I know that we would like that. But these episodes are whole... so fucking wild, you guys. It's impossible. I'm going to ask you to rank your favorite monster. Oh boy, okay. <laughs> so I've pulled from the episode descriptions and from the episodes we watched uh, ten different monsters Okay. from this show. Okay. So I'm going to read them to you and we're going to pick our top five. Okay, I like this. Do you guys want to do individual top fives or like a communal top five? I like, I like the idea of us having to agree on this. Yeah, okay. yeah I think that's more fun. Sounds good. All right. It'll be easier, so, too. I did note the episode number that each of these is from. I did not oh, write down the title name, so you'll have to figure that shit out on your own. <laughs> Actually, I have all the episodes right here. So Okay, good. All right, so the first one I've noted is Laptop Possessed by Evil Genie <laughs> okay. in episode 16. <laughs> That's okay. the episode named Computerror. 
appropriate. <laughs> so that's an, a laptop possessed by an evil genie. Yes. Okay. Now, next we have from episode 27, Giant Worm. Okay, that would be the day the Earth moved. Good, good. Written uh, by Dick Shim. <laughs> that's no. extremely good. <laughs> anyway, please continue. I uh, possessed car from episode two. Possessed okay. car is very good. Driven to distraction. A swarm of humanoid bees oh, from episode, episode twenty-eight. Was it Dance great? Dance of the Killer Bees. It was so good. It's so hard not to watch all of these, but also it's kind of painful to watch them. Yeah. Yeah. We couldn't do more than like two at a time. There was something really like it just hit a note of like bad in a way that is cringy. Just like difficult but to not, be like, good there. Cringe. Yeah. It's just <laughs> difficult to be there with with the episode yeah. for long stretches of time. You know what it is? It's like the difference between watching so I guess not the difference between, but it's like when you watch I've been watching a lot of this. You when you watch The Office you know the cringe is deliberate, so you're like, this is yeah. not as bad. When you're watching this, you know it's not deliberate. <laughs> like, it's just rough. Yeah. I will say about my sweet wife, Madeline, she does not like the cringe the way I do. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. I love the cringe. I can't actually watch The Office. Like, uh, I think okay. The Office That's is fair. good, um, but I literally... I can't do it. I've tried to make her watch Wet Hot American Summer, and she has to, like, leave the room because yeah. it's just too much for her. Oh, my it's, goodness. It's I good. I, and that's it's not fair. that no, I, I mean, it's bad. It's just... If that's, like, a hard thing for you to handle, that's not the franchise for you. Yeah, exactly. As much yeah. as I love no. Wet Hot. Like, but, yeah, okay, so we got to the giant humanoid killer bees, right? Yeah. Yep. Next up I have from episode 22, Alligator Mutated by a Chemical Waste Spill. It lives in the sewers. Yes. Also, wasn't it formerly Jughead's pet alligator peanut? That is correct. Yeah. Uh, next up, football playing robot from episode 40. Uh, that would be Big Monster on Campus. It's not really what a monster is. <laughs> Tapioca Blob from episode 26. That's just called Beware of the Glob. Hey, I said blob. <laughs> I know. That description also says blob, but the episode's called Glob. They're <laughs> not sure. So I blob went a little bit classic with ghouls from 18. Ship of ghouls. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Vampire from 32. Okay. Uh, that would be... It was a series. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I avoided these ones. Um, Me too. I was a teenage vampire. And a, good title. the last one I have here is a ghost librarian from number six. Uh, that is The Haunting of Riverdale. Okay. Okay. So, so I think I didn't watch this episode. I love the swarm of humanoid bees. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. great. Um, I also will add to kind of push the bees up the list. I, I think they should be at number five because uh, they also have a queen named Anthrilda or something like that. <laughs> wow. Um, Whose who's overall plot is to kill their queen, which is the prom queen, so that she can be the new queen of the humans. So Does she they, not? She's got a misunderstanding, misunderstanding of what prom queen means. Yeah, yeah that's basically what I was talking about, how they like don't understand that Riverdale isn't the... <laughs> is, they think Riverdale's <laughs> the only town in the world. Because yeah. they're like, they're electing a new queen tonight. And she's like, I'm the king of the queen. 
It's I mean, we never we never see any other towns. I mean, well, from the episodes we watched, we never I saw any other any towns. Other town. Maybe this is the only town in the world. Like, I don't know. <laughs> there is an episode I just saw called Alternate Riverdales, which that's <laughs> needs to be touched on at some point. But yeah. okay, so I say Killer Bees in number five. Do okay, Manny. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, okay, I so I'm okay with that ranking. I do really like them. The Killer Bees are very good. They have they're almost barely well, in the episode want? too. There's ten monsters here, right. so that would put them right in the middle. And I, I, I we're I, picking our top five favorites. Right. Oh, I see. Okay. So five don't even make the cut. Bees are at five. We have what? We have the glob. We have the vampire, we have the laptop with the genie in it. We have That might ghouls. be my favorite. <laughs> I kind of want to put ghouls at like three just because of how vague that is. <laughs> it's just ghouls. Like that could be a million different things, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just think of it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Little, Little green ghouls, ghouls man. <laughs> yeah. Alright, I like the laptop possessed by evil genie. Yeah. yeah. I and think... I do like the football playing robot because I don't really see how that's evil from the name. Yeah, it sounds like a okay. cool invention. Yeah, football, football playing robot. I'm gonna put at a th- two or three. I I'd be okay with that. Uh, do we like laptop possessed as evil genie for just number one? Just yeah, gonna... I think laptop genie is number one. Okay. So we've got let's go laptop genie, uh-huh. moose robot. Or robot, football robot. <laughs> Most robot. Um, I kind of still want the glob. Tapioca and, blob? Yeah, or no. Wait, no, what, the ghouls, the ghouls. Ghouls. I do want the ghouls in there. <laughs> I, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with ghouls. So what's our last... Wait, we've got two more to choose. So ghouls, and then what else? Um, And that's with the bees at number five. Yeah. You gotta get the possessed car on there. Yeah, I agree. We watched that episode, and it was ex- it was extremely good. Is our possessed car four then? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So that means we have a laptop possessed by evil genie, football playing robot, mm-hmm. ghouls, possessed car, <laughs> and a swarm of humanoid bees. All right, yes. I'm okay with that. I this like is that. a great show. Can I? Since we brought it up, can I quick give you guys the rundown of what happens in Dance Please. of the Killer Bees? I okay, yeah. so, need to hear it. So for all of these, like I did a quick description for the two other episodes I watched, and I also pulled the Wikipedia description to see how accurate they were. This one is uh-huh. not. Um, oh, good. The description on Wikipedia for this episode is, With prom around the corner, Big Ethel enlists Archie's help upon finding a swarm of humanoid bees. Almost none of that is correct. <laughs> awesome. I did read that episode description, and I was like, I don't know what this is about based on this information. Yeah, man. I was like, I just, so last night I was scrolling through, and I was like, just looking at the titles, looking for the wildest titles and picking the episode based off of that. And so the way this episode starts is that Ethel asks Archie to find out what happened to her field of sunflowers because they were all stripped of pollen in a single night, and so now her bees have none. That's is she the a plot. beekeeper? She is the president wow. and only member of the beekeeping club at Riverdale. What? Because this school has that club. <laughs> well, I hate, because Big Ethel's whole thing is she's like, oh, she's awful and not hot. 
right? You also need to li- watch this episode for at least five seconds to just hear the voice they give her. Oh, no. it's pretty rough. It's like this! Oh, oh no. no. Um, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. In the process of looking for these bees, which Archie automatically assumes are killer bees... He runs afoul of Principal Weatherby. There's lots of jokes made about his name. Uh, that tracks. Yeah. They check out a shed that Archie believes, or Archie is checking out a shed that he believes has the bees inside it when Weatherby shows up with Jughead in trouble because he was telling the students that there are killer bees in the school. Um, <laughs> Sounds they like op- Jughead. Yeah. They open the shed uh, that Archie is, <laughs> did, like, he is sure that the killer bees are inside this shed. So they open it, and then just a big swarm of flies comes out, and they're Ew. all like, oh! And then the Why bee is, is like- Why there flies in the shed? Because there's manure. That's their explanation. Oh. They also missed the giant hole cut in the back of the shed with pollen leading up to it. <laughs> Weatherby's very upset. He tells the boys to stop talking about and stop looking into these killer bees, but they don't. We have a very strange scene where, okay, I also need to say that Betty and Veronica are running for prom queen, and they get really mm-hmm. annoyed when Archie tells them that he's voting for Big Ethel and neither of them. That sounds like something that would happen in an Archie comic. Yeah. yeah. Their, this- their way of spreading, like, I guess, like, asking for people to vote for them is handing out playing cards that are like a queen of spades and queen of hearts, but the image is either Betty or Veronica. Doesn't say their name. It's just the picture of them in a crown. Well, everybody knows who Betty and Veronica are at Riverdale High, obviously. True. Anyway, Veronica goes into the empty pool room to put up a poster of her Uh and pretend that she's one. And then she runs into one of the giant bees, but thinks it's a mascot from the, like, Breverton bees or whatever. (laughs) And she's like, we're not playing you till next week. And then she turns around and he's gone. She tells Archie and Jughead about it because they arrive a moment later. She mentions the fact that it is a six foot tall humanoid bee man. Oh, God. So Archie and Jughead decide the best idea is to go tell Principal Weatherby about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he then suspends them and tells them to clean up the giant pile of honey on his desk that he assumes they put there. What? God damn it. In doing so, they realize that the honey is coming from the vents, and so they realize that the bees are in the vents. Then they go looking for the bees in the vents and get trapped by them. Are they crawling through the vents? They, like, it's very unclear because they, like, are in a storage room with a ladder set up and a drop ceiling, and Archie just, like, pushes up one of the drop tiles and just, like, climbs into the ceiling and just starts walking around, and he sees, like, all this, like honeycomb everywhere and he's like the bees are here and then he gets captured by a bee and screams and Jughead is like Archie and then he goes up the ladder and then a bee just pops out of the hole and grabs him (laughs) (laughs) and so they're just captured by the bees Um, Jesus they are hanging upside down like they're Luke Skywalker in the fucking Wampa's cave in the (laughs) (laughs) Return of the Jedi or uh, Empire I think I don't know and they are basically monologued at by the sentient bees and their queen i think her name is anthrilda i don't remember it was something like that she is going to kill the prom queen so that she can be the new queen (laughs) Um, god then at the dance um after having an encounter with ethel that made them realize they're both kind of 
terrible, Betty and Veronica bow out so that Ethel can win, um, which was actually kind of a big move. And she goes up and it was honestly, I will say, I will recommend this episode just because it's kind of fun to see Ethel kick ass. Uh, because she goes up there and then the ceiling explodes and six foot tall bees start flying Jesus. out. And the Anthrilda queen lands on the stage and is like, I'm going to kill you and be the queen. Jesus. <laughs> Ethel just goes, not at my prom. And dives off the stage into a fake volcano, like a paper mache volcano because it's like Hawaiian themed. And she happened to be using her smoke gun for the smoke of the volcano because she stands up at the volcano with her like smoke thing and then just knocks out the queen. And so all the bees are like, now you're our queen. And she banishes them and then dances with her king Jughead. And that's how the episode ends. The real weird mystery is that Jughead danced with her. It's because, like, uh, the prom queen gets to choose whoever their king is, and they can't say no or whatever, and that was why she wanted to win. Uh So that was another one of the Archie's weird... Like, it was just so insane. It's so good, too. Yeah. So, there's one other thing I wanted to talk about. Please. And as we bring this up, I'd like to remind everyone (laughs) that this podcast does have an explicit rating. Yes. So if you are a child or minor of some kind... Or just a big Maybe old baby. the rest bit of this? I don't know. Because this bit is called, This is a Fetish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Maddie pointed out repeatedly that all of these fucking episodes are some weird-ass fetish of, like, I don't know about the potato one as much. No, the like, potato one is absolutely... Well, yeah, that, that's like the, the binding stuff. Well, no, it's just oh. tentacles. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's I, totally... I said, I, I thought over and over again, like, you know, that so, I've seen enough, I've seen enough hentai to know where this is going with the tentacles. Like, that I've was just Udot straight Saki up. Doji. Yeah. So I have pulled an assortment of the descriptions from Wikipedia, mm-hmm. and we're gonna, I'm gonna read that aloud to all of us, and we have to decide what fetish that is. Oh, fuck yes. Okay. I'm excited. So I'm gonna start easy. Number one is episode one. Jughead wins a trophy after watching a television marathon. Unaware, it's actually an alien potato capable of creating copies of its victims. Now, this is hard, because this doesn't say anything about tentacles in it. Oh, yeah. So, wait, we're just going off this... I mean, we if we've watched that episode, mm-hmm. we can go off a Yeah, Because this one was definitely tentacle. I would mm-hmm. say this gets two, because you're right. Uh, off of watching it, it's tentacle porn. But off of reading that, that's the, like, clone fetish. Yeah, you know, where you, like, want to fuck thing. yourself? Is that a thing? Oh, Probably. yeah, I guess that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. People will fuck anything. They definitely want to fuck themselves. <laughs> yeah. So that's my guess. Okay. So let's do number two or here. Or a potato fetish. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Just anything is a fetish, but, like, I a guess lot if of you are... like Donald Trump, that's a potato fetish. Oh. <laughs> oh. Gross. <laughs> week. Um... Well, let's go with the the mainstream one first, and then we can talk about the granule, you know? So we got yeah, our tentacle yeah, porn, fair. and then potato fetish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Number two. Yes. Veronica does nothing but whine and get others to do her work. So her father asks her to help clean up some artifacts for a new exhibit. Among them uh-huh. is a wish-granting totem, which Veronica accidentally uses to turn all of Riverdale into duplicates of herself. Yeah, that's just the same one where that's it's the like clone that. Cl- again. Which is absolutely 
But I feel like that, like, whiny baby thing, though, that she does is also a thing. Yeah, that's fair. Oh. Yeah, I could see it. Oh, uh, (laughs) the DDLG kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Look that up. I'm not going to explain what that is. <laughs> not in the context of Veronica and Hiram. Uh, transformation is absolutely a thing. Yeah, that's and, true. And, oh, that, totally. and that could be of like anything, but like turning into someone else is like an aspect of that too. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. There's probably like a hypnosis episode, right? <laughs> Which is its own thing. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Probably. Yeah. I'd say transformation and then like, or DDLG. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. A pair of government agents come to Riverdale thinking Jughead is an alien. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't X know. Files fetish. <laughs> I didn't when think of an obvious one for this. When you just hire people to pretend to be Mulder and Scully and that you're a sexual anomaly. <laughs> yeah, so some role play. Yeah. I get, um, okay, wait, can you read it again? A pair of government agents come to Riverdale thinking Jughead is an alien. That's definitely X Files. Yeah. Yeah, no. I'm sure. I'm sure their names were like socks and folder or something. <laughs> I, socks and folder. I'm sure that the reason they think Jughead is an alien and they get into it is oh, because it's because he eats so much. So it's definitely yeah. like and eating a lot is definitely like that kind of like inflation inflation shit. It's like not only inflation. It's that thing where people will like literally make their partners obese too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Feeder. Yeah. Feeder. Uh, yeah, eater, eater feeder. fetish. Whatever it's called. Okay, mm-hmm. there we go. Reggie is abducted by aliens who leave a much kinder clone in his place. There's a lot of clone stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, Defin- man. There's, um, there's that. I, well, I he's mean, he's abducted by aliens, so he definitely gets probed. Yeah. So that's anal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probing is a thing, you know? Like, that's yeah. a whole role play yeah. session right there oh definitely no i mean that's it it's probing that's the fetish <laughs> all right Maybe? no no um i don't know i guess like is there like a change of personality fetish probably yeah right? like a total i mean that kind of comes into transformation mm-hmm. i guess it's just i was not thinking physical inherently yeah, I was thinking it'd be like kind of like a sub dom thing, but that's usually the other way of going from like sweet to domineering, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or I guess if he's going from dom to sub, yeah, he would become very sweet, right? Mm-hmm. Theoretically, theoretically. Okay. Can't imagine Reggie being good at either of those things. <laughs> no, he'd be worse than uh, what's that guy, Christian Gray or whatever. Oh God, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. While visiting a mad scientist convention, Archie and Jughead are accidentally zapped inside a shrinking booth and have oh, to God. struggle for survival while being two inches tall in Jughead's messy room. Yeah, I mean, well, shrinking. this is easy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely a thing. I also, when you started describing it, I was laughing because I was picturing Reggie as like Christian Grey, where he's like tied someone up, but then he's just looking in the mirror, getting off on his own reflection oh, yeah. while they're tied oh, up God. on the bed. Oh, Does yeah. sound like something Reggie would do. Yeah. It's is definitely just a shrinking thing, right? Like... Yeah. Yeah. I also like that they're at a mad scientist convention. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know. Is it specifically mad scientist? And this is where I'll point out, this is not my original thought, but mm. I will point out, mad sci- no mad scientists are doing fucking science. They're all mad engineers. 
<laughs> they're building shit. It's true. That the, yeah, the the stereotype yeah. of mad scientists is always just bad engineers. Like That's we're gonna true. build a thing. I guess even Frankenstein is like what bioengineering. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like That's wild. I never thought. I mean, of that. you could say those fall under science as a genre, though. Yeah, it's in STEM, right? Mm-hmm. They're not called mad, mad chemists. <laughs> mad STEM people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the next one is also easy. Veronica is hit by Dalton's growth ray, turning her into a giant. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so we watched that episode. Also, Dalton's and... growth ray is definitely a euphemism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get out my growth ray. <laughs> just, just yeah, a, I, I also mm. call it my penis pump. <laughs> Yeah, oh I was thinking Viagra. <laughs> there we go. That works too. Um, My little Palem girlfriend. So we watched that one, and and the perfiest part about it is like her clothes oh, don't yeah. her clothes don't grow with her. There's a scene <gasps> Which where like okay, so she doesn't believe she's growing. She's just like, oh, what's wrong with your car? Why won't I fit in it? Yeah, why are all my clothes so shrinking? Gradually. She shows up at this pool party she's throwing, and she's like, sorry for the weird swimsuit. All of my swimsuits didn't fit, so I made them into one giant swimsuit. Yeah, what the fuck? And yeah. And then she like dives in the pool, and all the water comes out of it. And then... How big is she she's, at this point? She's the size of the pool, well, basically. Yeah. Well, Jesus. it's unclear how big she is at any given changing. point, because every single shot is like, a, it's, it seems different. So she's, she's in bigger the pool in this weird swimsuit she made, and she starts going like, oh no, it's happening again. And then they cut to everyone's faces, yeah. and they're like, <laughs> and then- They're all shocked. They Some see, of them extremely pleased with the developments. And then you see her hand- Grab the, like, tent that was set up for, like, the tables to be under. And then we see her standing up as she's just fashioned clothing out of the tent. Yeah. Oh, my God. She was fully nude. Yeah. And and they they all just just saw naked-ass Veronica. All of her clothes burst off. And and some of those people in that shot, like, she's, she's, like, you know... 50 feet tall or whatever and her (laughs) growing and her clothes all burst off and it's like not subtle about some of those people are pleased it's reggie (laughs) not only reggie though and not only the boys (laughs) i swear there was at least one girl who was like (gasps) and it's like that that's very progressive of you (laughs) very weird and regressive at the same time yeah And and also, so the rest of this episode, she's just wearing this like thing that she's like basically it's so sort that's of like, like a at the giant... beginning. No, um, oh, that's like okay. in the middle. Perfect. Well, okay. most of the way through, I guess. And so the rest of the episode, she's like wearing this like tarp thing that is sort of like a towel that she like when you just get out of the shower, right? Yes, that's absolutely yeah. what what it looks like. And okay. and Jughead has a conversation <laughs> with her and straight up walks under her and Yo. walks like and she sits down and she's he got like her legs her up legs and multiple times yeah and 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 he def- mm. <laughs> right. i mean i guess to be fair if anybody is not gonna like have a reaction to that it's gonna be jughead but then at the end <laughs> that's too, true they like reverse it and she the like national guard is coming to shoot her down yeah well she did like, destroy a lot of she got mad because she doesn't believe she that, thinks everyone's calling her fat yeah which is oh. it's there's a lot of dumb women women but in weight shit she like right. tears the top off a store and then um dilton's trying to reverse the growth ray and um 
he finally does it, and I guess she just, like, shrinks back down, but then the cops show up, and she's, like, sitting there, presumably naked, holding up, like, the edge of this tent around her body, uh-huh. and they're like, did you see a giant woman? And she's like, she went that way. And they're just like, She just Thanks. moves super fast. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it you was... can't see the 50-foot woman anymore. Yeah. Wow. Okay. As, were there any more fetishes? I mean, I've got a bunch pulled up. Yeah. I, f- I feel like we should just talk about some of the ones that we've seen where it's like... Yeah, I, I did kind of want to cover my the other one I watched. It's a much shorter summary because the episode's much more formulaic. Okay, too. but we have to get to this next one. Okay. Please. The faculty at Riverdale High turns adults into teenagers after drinking <laughs> a new what? brand of bottled water. What's even stranger is that a young Miss Grundy is interested in Reggie. What oh, yeah, that's teenagers right. drink it, though? I don't know. They die. They, just, they, oh, <laughs> they oh. don't exist anymore. <laughs> they get undone. But can we talk about... This was clearly what Riverdale was inspired by. Oh, definitely. They were like, like young Miss Grundy, gotta have it, love it, have her fuck Archie. I mean, you know that the writers of that show did research into the existing Archie TV shows. Knowing what he likes to get into, Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa definitely watched this show. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, he, he definitely had like some influence from this. When we interview him on the show, we'll ask oh about this. I would love that. Um, and what yeah, his but, like, favorite with him writing his Archie episode is. Were, what's that? We'll ask him what his favorite Archie episode fetish is. <laughs> there we go. So what fetishes did you write into Archie? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Um, this would probably be, like, I don't know, like, un-age play? Like, reverse uh, I mean, age that's play? Abso- yeah, that's absolutely a thing, too. You know? Yeah, like young, old becoming young, but still old at heart, right? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's wild. I One of the things, too, I just needed to point out, since you mentioned Mrs. Grundy, um, mm-hmm. when I was looking through, like, the actors who played the show, you look at voice cast on the Wikipedia page, and it lists the actor for everyone. Um, and then you get down to the very last one, and the... It doesn't. It just says so. It's got like John Michael Lee as Hiram Lodge, mm-hmm. Jerry Lange as Doctor Beaumont, Mister Fisk, CEO of Zoo, and then it gets Miss Geraldine Grundy, also known as Miss Grundy, the teacher of <laughs> Archie, Veronica, Betty, Jughead, and Reggie. She is feeling for Mister Weatherby. What? So I guess Miss Grundy voices Miss Grundy because that's what? the way they set up the format. Like they do not list the voice actress for Mrs. Grundy. But they Weird. list her under voice oh, cast. Yeah. See? I'm looking at that, the and voice... that's very strange. And there's yeah, a voice cast that just supporting. go to her character? Yeah, that yeah, just goes, it goes to, to her... the Miss Grundy fictional character page. And you got the little picture of Miss Grundy crossing her arms disapprovingly when you click on it. Weird. So, yeah, if, if, anybody, if any listener is a Wikipedia editor, or is yeah. the actress who voiced Miss Grundy, yeah, <laughs> that would be fucking know. cool. We'll send you um, a pin if you're the actress who voiced Miss Grundy. <laughs> we would get you on the show. Are you kidding me? I'd well, love yeah, to that too. Talk to you, and you get a pin, of course. Um, can I? Do you mind if I, real quick, just run through the other episode I watched? Please. Yeah, go for it. Um, so I watched episode uh, episodes twenty and twenty eight. I already did twenty eight, which was Dance of the Killer Bees. Mm-hmm. The other one was episode twenty, Supreme Girl versus Doctor Arachnid, which again I chose because that title. Is nothing. That is a lot. 
Uh, so this was one where the Wikipedia description was actually pretty decent. Veronica loves to dish out gossip no matter the cost, which puts her and Archie in the middle of Supreme Girl's attempt at stopping her nemesis, Dr. Arachnid. It's poorly written, but it gets to the point. Yeah. Basically, Archie has a meet-cute with Supreme Girl, who's just like a superhero. I'm just picturing Power Girl. Yeah, absolutely. Um, she's... Oh, God, I don't know. She's, like, low-key, like, a lady deathstroke, almost, oh. just because she's got, like, a knotted... She's wearing, like... She's got huge red hair, a la, like, 80s Starfire. Okay. Um, she's got, like, a bandana knotted around, like, the top half of her face yeah. with some, like, eye holes, and then she's just got kind of, like, a power pantsuit that's kind of looking cool. <laughs> is, there a a is there a boob window? No, no. It just says kind of like right. SG on her chest. And she actually has kind of a decent look for a super female superhero in the early 90s. Yeah. Yeah, he has a meet cute with her. And then we see him working at the paper. Um, it's very obvious that the girl working with him named Olga is Supreme Girl. <laughs> <laughs> We've never seen this character before. She's the only other person working at the paper. With red hair, like the only other girl in Riverdale with red slash orange hair. Um, yeah. Um, they are told by their editor that, like, they are adding a gossip column because the paper's not doing well. And Veronica. Is this a school paper? Yeah. Yeah. What Veronica's. school paper has a gossip column. Yeah. Riverdale this is horrifying. Has... Also, it's, like, the most, like, faculty-run student paper I've ever seen. There's a scene later where Archie, Veronica, and the editor are, like, working on articles, and then Archie just gets up and leaves, <laughs> and he's like, I've got to go check something out. And then Veronica and the editor are working on it, and then Veronica gets up and leaves, and she's like, I'm going to follow Archie. And the editor just goes, I guess I'll do everything myself then. <laughs> oh, my God. So it's really wild. Um, but yeah, Veronica gets this gossip column, and then she gets really jealous because... Archie is, like, obsessed with Supreme Girl, and Veronica keeps, luckily, getting gossip about Supreme Girl to put into the gossip column. Wow. Is this why it's a bad idea to have a gossip column in a high school paper, guys? For so many reasons. Uh, yeah. Like, one of the things she puts in there is that, like, v Betty's dad didn't get a promotion, which is just, like, cruel. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I know. Um, Harsh. <laughs> yeah, it's like the best part. This gossip column is announced over the school PA. Oh my god! Like Betty's in class, and Veronica's like, <laughs> Betty's dad didn't get the promotion he was going for. It looks like they won't be going on vacation or something like that. Jeez, and wow. Betty's like in class, and then I think I'm trying to learn. It's wild. Um, Veronica first puts in the paper that Supreme Girls in the area like she's been undercover for months trying to stop dr arachnid oh i forgot to mention supreme girl and dr arachnid are from the 12th dimension which is oh. comic book slang for weird place yeah so she tells everyone that supreme girl is like stalking dr arachnid so now dr arachnid is like turned on to her plans um, veronica then continues to sabotage their only chance at salvation because Dr. Arachnid is literally trying to take over the world, but Veronica's so jealous about her relationship with Archie that she disregards this. Um, she also then reveals her weakness to a gem called Trendtonium that Veronica what? happens to have earrings made of. Then 
she's going to reveal Supreme Girl's identity before Supreme. Veronica. I know. Before Supreme Girl stops Doctor Arachnid from stealing a million dollars from the Lodge's million dollar charity dinner. (laughs) 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 It's just like Mr. Lodge is standing on the stage with one of those like glass boxes with just a bunch of money, and he's like, "We've just collected a million (laughs) dollars." And then a po- his podium gets blasted by Dr. Arachnid, and it, like, melts. And he says, I shit you not, that podium's been in my family for eight generations. <laughs> what? Wow. <Yeah. laughs> Why um, a podium? <laughs> yeah. In the end, um, oh my God. Supreme Girl saves the day and beats up Dr. Arachnid. And Veronica. handcuffing all his robot arms and real hands. And then takes him back so, to the 12th dimension, I guess. is he like a Dr. Octopus? So, I mean, yeah, but like not a, nearly as interesting or cool. Okay. He's like basically a like dude in a- robot arms or something? Yeah, like a dude in a black jumpsuit with like a hood and a mask and then like some robot arms that come off his back that don't really- seem to do- they just seem to be like weird little like claw hands that can sometimes- like mm-hmm. shoot lasers, I guess. I'm gonna see if I can screen share with you guys so you can see Doctor Arachnid real quick. Thank you. Oh Let's yeah, Doctor Arachnid over here. See, he's got like a hood and he's got this like chest piece with a spider on it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's got some legs that. And there's the, here's Supreme Girl as well. So All she's right. looking pretty fucking yeah. cool, honestly. Like it's weird because it's clearly supposed to be Supergirl or like you know Superman because she works at a paper and oh god. Uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> instead of super, it's supreme. Yeah. But Supreme Girl is like red and blue, and then the villain is a Doctor Arachnid, who's totally supposed to be Doctor Octopus. So there's some weird like, uh, oh, yeah. Superman, but also like Spider Man, DC Marvel confusion. Yeah. yeah. And also, yeah. it's like Doctor Arachnid's chest symbol is very similar to Spider Man's like logo. Mm-hmm. He's the yeah. villain. But he's Dr. Arachnid instead of Dr. O- it's It's just like so many things they just got confused. I'm going to close this pet tab because there's lots of big spiders that are spooking me out. Um, but yeah, so like that's really that whole episode. Um, uh, well, and I'll also point out this is something that I've been meaning to say, like, because mm-hmm. um, we were talking about how Veronica's like a huge bitch. And she, yeah, she just, sucks. And, and, and that's like every episode. Her, mm-hmm. Veronica is just fucking awful. And no it's redeemable just, qualities in the show. She is just awful and annoying. Her her voice acting is like oh pretty annoying. Like per, all seems the voice per, acting in this show, all of it, but especially Veronica. And like Veronica's whole yeah, thing yeah. is just she's a rich bitch that is awful. <laughs> and Betty's characterization is just she's a girl. <laughs> like she it's doesn't. True. She just I mean, Betty like, just doesn't she's get like a characterization. Veronica at this point. She, which is just like because Veronica's like whole like thing is that she's a huge bitch. Like if Betty's not a bitch, then she's just nothing. <laughs> yeah. Just... I will say real quick, um, since you reminded me of it, do you guys know the Hollow Oats song "Rich Girl"? No. That sounds You're vaguely a rich familiar. Girl and you've gone too far, but you know- yeah. 
Um, and there's just a part in it where the chorus just says, bitch girl, and it's my favorite part of the song. <laughs> there's also a very good song rich called bi- Rich Bitch Juice. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Rich Bitch Juice? All right. Yeah. Well, that's that extremely important. It's fantastic. Um, Stan, Alice. Long you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just will end, uh, wrap up that Supreme Girl versus Dr. Rackman. Veronica doesn't tell the world... And she also decides to quit gossiping altogether, which it probably is never stuck to. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. There are so many episodes where it's like, you know, they learn the lesson at the end, and it's very much got that like that classic. Like the one thing that this this show does is it's very Archie. It's 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 very Archie, and it's got that classic like the ends justify the means, where it's like. Everybody is terrible the whole time, but because they learned a lesson at the end, it's okay. Right, exactly. And then, you have this catharsis that makes the terribleness okay. Right, or is supposed to at least. Right. But then, but then they just continue to be awful in the next episode. <laughs> like, exactly, there's no, there's no growth. I mean, like, that's, I guess not necessarily indicative of, like, early 90s, or 90s kids shows, but it was right. very, like... To be clear, this is, I think this it's is... It's late 90s. Yeah, it's late. Knows. Yeah, it, it, uh, late most 90s, of okay. these came out in the year 2000. Early aughts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we watched, one of my favorites was the Mega Mall of Horrors. It was, it was very I good. I thought about that one. It's Will you very please good. tell me? Yeah. I didn't do like a thorough summary, but the uh, premise is that... There's a hot new mall. And what was it? Called? It's called Mall Holla. Which was very good. That's yeah. actually not bad. Yeah. <clears throat> it's it's very good jo- uh, a very good joke. So, okay. yeah, they put this hot mall new mall, mall in Riverdale. Um, and before we get into this, shout out to, uh, what is that movie that we watched? Chopping um, Mall? Chopping Mall. This felt, it, it didn't end up going quite the, it's the same direction, but it okay. did very much remind me of of the movie which is a great 80s horror movie that we all watched that's that definitely rated R yes you know, so <laughs> okay <laughs> there are some boobies in that movie but okay. great you watched that one Ezra Chopping that's one of the Mall? first ones we watched as like family quarantine movie oh my god i forgot about that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i Holy watched shit. with mom and dad yep so yeah so like chopping mall um this is based around a mall. So they, I think we see the mall like the night before it opens and there's like a lizard thing nearby. Yeah. And then we cut to the gang at Pops and Jughead's eating a thousand burgers and they, um, they talk about the new mall and they're all going to go check it out. And Jughead's like, malls are stupid. I hate malls and shopping. Um... They get to the mall, and they're like, wow, I'm going to go buy so many things. But then each of them realizes they don't have any money. Like, Archie's like, oh, I don't have money at all. Veronica's like, my dad cut up my last credit card. I was going to say, if Veronica has no money, that's some Yeah. (laughs) Well, they did make a decent joke that was, um, dad cut off my last credit card including the one I used to pay off other oh, credit yeah. cards. That's actually was... not fucking bad. Yeah. So then <laughs> it's like, all right, that's, that's, that's a joke. The floor yeah. opens up, and a kiosk rises out of the floor, and there's, uh-huh. like, a fancy man inside. And uh-huh. what it looked like to me was that there was, like, a fish tank behind him with a lizard in it. Yeah, it was super unclear what was what happening. What it actually is is a mirror, 
and his reflection is this lizard monster, but that was not clear at all. The only oh. reason we deduce that is because the monster shows up, like he show, looks like a monster in a mirror later, and we're like, oh, yeah. that was what was happening earlier. But it definitely, I thought it was like a weird fish wow. tank thing. Yeah. Or he had a, yeah. the lizard on a monitor or something. The kiosk rises out of the floor, and he's like, hello, kids. Welcome to Malhalla. Don't you want to spend money? Here, each of you have a golden credit card. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's how malls work. Take these fucking credit cards the and they're like, what is it? They're like, how do we uh, pay it back? And he's like, oh, you'll know when you've hit your limit. And oh then God. the debt will be collected. Like a lot of really ominous talk right. about debt collection. I like that this show is teaching kids to avoid credit cards, though. Yeah. The thing that we... Oh God, the thing that we have to point out about this is that yeah. the, the this evil dude is like a racist Italian stereotype. He he's, oh. got a, he's got a tiny little mustache that I think maybe he twirls. I don't I don't remember if he ever actually twirls it. But God, he's I wish I could remember. I wish we had written dough. down the name because yeah. it's... Uh, it's It was like some... Oh, it was something ridiculous. It was ridiculous, it? racist Italian thing. You keep going and I'll see if um, I can find it. So they each have like a certain store that they must run to. So oh. Reggie is instantly taken by this um, technology store. And there's this cool video game phone uh, headset thing. What? <laughs> yeah, it's like a helmet. And the guy's like, and the guy who works there is just the same guy from the kiosk. He appears to be the only employee of the store. Of this mall? Yeah, of the mall. And um, Are they the only ones in the mall, too? They never show anyone else. Well, I guess they should. They don't show anyone else at this point. Okay. Yeah, they imply uh, other people come to the store, but. <laughs> yeah, so. Reggie's instantly into this, like, weird helmet that plays video games and makes calls and watches TV. <laughs> and I think he goes oh to pay God. for it with the card, and then the guy's like, Ooh, this is a very pricey item. You're at your limit! And then we cut away to, um... Oh Veronica goes off to a clothes store. Betty is going to, like, a nature hippie store. What? Where she wants to get some, like, earth green goods. Yeah, it, it like... And maybe they talk about it in other episodes, but it's like, in this episode, she doesn't have any characterization in any of the other episodes. So in this episode, her characterization is, I guess she's like a hippie and likes nature stuff, which, yeah. because that's a yeah. thing that she, and, and that's the kinds of things she look like. She says something about, it doesn't matter how much I spend, it'll help the earth. And uh, then Archie's thing he goes to is the fucking, uh, like, Secret. adventure Chinese secret store. Oh my god. That's <laughs> full that of every weird mall paraphernalia. Has. <laughs> I know. Which he is buys a fucking mogwai and feeds it after midnight. Basically. It, it, which is different from the one in the car, in the, the evil car episode, which is yeah. a different store that we they have. I definitely thought it would be a racist stereotype, but no, it was actually like an old British looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> the Froyo is also cursed. So this he, like, is goes into the store with a dragon on the yeah. front. And we're like, oh no. Yeah, because part of the plot line of this movie is that the mall is putting all the local stores out of get out of business. So including the weird evil like yeah <laughs> that also has to get put out of business by this mall. Right. I mean, you know, every mall's got to have an occult shop. Yeah, and I did find the name of the of the guy. Ooh. I thought he had a first Zeppelini. name. It was Mr. Avarici, and I swear oh, yeah. he had a—he swear he had a, a first name too. 
Um, so they're all doing their shopping, and they go to leave at the end of the day, and we've got, you know, Archie, Betty, Veronica, and Jughead all heading out. They're like, am I forgetting something? Where's Reggie? And then they all sort of stand in place and wave from side to side with like a confused look on their face. They see uh, Reg- Reggie as a mannequin. Reggie's, I don't know if they see it. We see, we see it at Reggie least. is a mannequin in a store window wearing the helmet. Yeah, oh and then God. this weird music plays and they and kind they of- And they all do their wavy staring into space thing and then they're like, well, time to go. Yeah, there's a lot happening in this episode. Okay, I actually have to check this one you out. You gotta watch it, it's... because then they go to the chocolate shop, and Pop's like, there's nobody shopping here anymore, everyone's going to the mall, I'm so sad. With the mall brand of chocolate shop. They keep going to the mall, even though Jughead hates it, seemingly. And we see a weird scene at school, but... <laughs> It's very weird. Everybody's uh-huh. in like weird fancy clothes. Like uh-huh. Ethel's wearing some like couture and Moose what? has on like a suit, oh. like a, a tuxedo. Oh, I see. I didn't put, that that didn't make any sense to me. They just show a bunch of random people in weird outfits and then they have a conversation where it's like, "Now we're all like really well dressed. We're the best dressed has student a robot. body." going around with him yeah and and it it wasn't until after this because they show this shot that is clearly supposed to be like oh look at all the students they're super well dressed now but i didn't (laughs) i didn't get that from the shot because like they're just i just saw that they're wearing weird clothes with like capes and shit but i guess they were supposed to be fancy but to take a step back from even that what the fuck does that mean is the implication they're fancy because of the evil mall? I guess. So they can all they all have unlimited money at the mall. Uh, well, I mean, so like, it's not unlimited, Megan. Yeah. They'll hit a limit eventually. So we're back at um the mall. Oh my god! And like, because that's what I do when I get unlimited money is buy fancy clothes and robots. <laughs> yeah. Well, Pop is like sad because he's losing all his customers, that's and fair. then they're at the mall. Um, I think it's the end of the day, and Betty. Uh-huh. And Veronica are, like, trying on some last-minute clothes. Uh-huh. And then, oh, they hit their limits. Oh, God. And is it Jughead is the last one left? Of course. He's the one who resisted it, right? So he's got <laughs> Right. So Jughead's the last one. Um, And we've seen throughout this, like, Betty and Veronica as mannequins in the window. Uh, Moose in his weird tuxedo as a mannequin. And, like... Nobody notices because of the weird mall hypnosis. Which, by the way, is a different thing every time. Like, they show, like, between, like, they they show, like, three or four times the mall, like, mall music plays and they have, like, this little hypnosis thing. And every time, like, the first time their whole, like, torsos are waving back and forth. And then, like, another time, like, their heads are waving back and forth. It's, like, a very weird... It's like it's like they're making a reference. Like they yeah. they needed to visually convey that something huh. was happening to them, but they didn't have. They were like, I guess they'll sway a, a back and forth, okay. <laughs> and so it's slightly yeah, different every time. <laughs> so huh. finally, Jughead, who this entire time has been going to the mall and hating every minute of it for some reason, <laughs> he st- keeps going. The guy shows up, Mister Avaricci, is that it? It is, yes. And he's like, didn't you know we have a food court? Which is like, why? I I thought that that was going to happen from the first moment they went in the mall. Like, they're all going to go do their things. And then Jughead was going to go to the food court place. Apparently he didn't realize malls had food courts. Because he's never heard of a mall. 
and he's about to give in and spend all his money on the food court when Pop shows up and he's like, Jughead, I wanted you to have my last ever burger because I'm shutting down. I tracked you from across Riverdale to the mall. Jughead goes into like a burger coma <laughs> and realizes the mall's evil. He does that a lot, honestly. Yeah, and then he saves everyone by ripping the charge cards out of their pockets. I guess they're just holding them. Oh, that's all it took, huh? Yeah, and they all escape. And then they, like, run out the doors and leave the lizard guy. Tra he transforms into a lizard to chase them. Leave him okay. trapped in the mall. And then the mall just sinks into the earth. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't see all they the other kids the run out. Like, presumably Moose and, like, Ethel and shit are still in there as mannequins. <laughs> ah, they don't They matter, didn't really though. tie up any loose ends there. Do they ever, though? No. No, I mean, there's more loose ends on this than, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. My metaphor fell apart halfway through there. Oh, one of those blankets with fringe? There, That's really good, actually, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like, then a ship's rigging, but that sounds like an <laughs> asshole thing to say. I don't um, really know how much a ship is uh, loose. Yeah, I, I also don't know if that's true, so that wouldn't be a good thing to say. I feel say. like you wouldn't See, want I, those riggings to be loose. I, I just want to make a sexual joke about loose ends, but, you know, we'll continue. Mm. <laughs> I'll leave that that's, as an exercise for the reader. This has got more loose ends than Necto on a Thursday night. Oh. <laughs> wow. Um, it's a very, very niche joke if you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's, that's really kind so, of weird mysteries in a nutshell. Overall... Do we like this show? I mean, I love it, but it is not good. <laughs> it's it's specifically hard to watch. But it is fun. It is very like, fun. Reading the episode descriptions, I was like, I want to watch fucking all of these. Yeah. It's... But I also don't want to watch them because they're kind of hard to watch. Yeah. Let me put it this way. This is one of those shows that is best watched with others. Absolutely. And yes. Usually, if you're tipsy in some Maybe way, Maybe it's a drinking game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make it a drinking game. Smoke before you watch this. Like this is not one to be enjoyed alone or necessarily uh, one hundred percent sober. Just well, because it still can be because it can be. It's I, a good I just, bad show. Yeah, I, to me, it felt like some of the times watching the episodes. Watched like when the night that I sat down and watched the entirety of the film Food Fight because I thought that it would be a fun bad movie to watch, and it turned out that it was just a bad movie because I was alone and it was very late. I think the way to watch this mm. is when the uh, the apocalypse is over <laughs> and we can get together in person again. Put this on. We have a friend of oh, ours that yeah. likes to put movies on. Sometimes bad movies, sometimes good movies. He'll put movies on at parties, and you can just on like silent. Like yeah, they'll put subtitles on sometimes. Yep, and oh, then put music like on that. over it. Yeah. So this would be a great thing because you could just walk into like the living room of a party you're at, and then some weird stuff would be happening on it's screen, and you'd be parties. like, "What is even happening?" Because you're like, you know, and you want to get out of the main conversation and like sit down for a minute. Yeah, it's a great way for people to just go like watch this weird show for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. And there's always going to be something happening on screen that you can talk to someone about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, we should also just say. Uh, the entire series is completely free to watch on TubiTV.com. 
Yeah. Um, that's T U B I T V dot com. Very minimal ads, even. Yes. Yeah. I, would... I don't know if I had any. I did have it do it on my laptop, though, so I had like, yeah. ad blocker going. Um, but yeah, like it's it's super worth watching with your friends or yeah. alone. Like whatever your preferred method of watching a bad TV slash movie is, this is like one of the best, I feel like. Yeah, I do. A lot of the Riverdale it. adjacent TV properties are pretty good bad stuff. And I will take over the podcast and send a if you if you um if you watch some Especially if you watched some that we haven't seen, yes. send in, send yes. in what, like what your favorite part of it was, or definitely, yeah, and yeah, like let us know if you grew up watching this. If this was like your Saturday your morning jam. TV, I, I don't know, like I don't know when this was on. I don't know who watched this. It's just like one of those things who I found out for? about. Yeah, I found out about I, after the fact. One of the listeners is definitely like. Uh, this is reminding them, oh, that wasn't a fever dream. I actually did, like, this feels like there's definitely a certain kind of media where you are not, like, you watch as a very small child and you're Mm. not sure if it was a fever dream or real. And this feels like, definitely goes right into that, like some weird thing that no one ever talks about. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. It is so weird. It's so wacky. It's... Okay, one of the things that I just needed to address before we fully wrap this episode up, because it was my favorite part of this show, is the background music. Did you guys ever just, like, pause and, like, in the middle of a scene where they're having fights with potatoes and just listen to what the music (laughs) was? Because it's insane. None of it makes sense. And it's just, like, weird, like, lo-fi hip-hop beats with, like, some record scratches. And, like, it's just so strange because it's, like, constantly going on low in the background. It's just like not a soundtrack. I loved it so much. It's it's yeah. very weird. All of the sound because I noticed that with the sound effects too. Like there oh. were times where it's like they. It seems like they had a sound effect library that wasn't super complete. So mm-hmm. like there are times where it's like that sound effect doesn't sound really like what they're looking for there. Yeah. Particularly, exactly. I noticed it with the footsteps. Like anytime there are like people <laughs> walking around a room, there it's like the footsteps. Like they have footstep sound effects, and they're just really weird footstep sound effects they just don't seem right for that they're always the same and they don't feel right for the scene speaking of footstep sound effects i noticed while i was watching my other two episodes last night that there are many scenes where there are footsteps heard but no one seen walking like there's people (laughs) just like there's two characters like standing still in a hallway (laughs) talking and you just hear footsteps and I'm like, there's no one walking. Why did, like, were they trying to do that for, like, background sound? But, like, it just gets in the way at that point. I don't, it's really fantastic. So there's just a lot of hidden gems is what there you're really saying. There really is. There's so, that's it. There's so much to this show. You could watch it and watch it and just find some new weird, dumb thing that they did in every episode. And there's 40 episodes, which is a lot. Somebody's got, got to do a worst episode of all time to this, which if you're not familiar, it, there's a podcast called The Worst Idea of All Time where they take mm-hmm. a bad movie specifically and they watch it once a week for a year. Yes. Um, they've done it with a bunch of different movies. Um, and this would be a very, like, you could find a lot of things to talk about if you did that with this oh definitely i mean you'd have to watch what the whole series every week for a year it'd have have Um, to be more than a year which would be a lot for tim and guy to take under there 
take onto their plate since they're currently watching the entire Emmanuel catalog of films. Um, which I don't know if you guys have started listening to those now. I I listened to a couple episodes of it. It's great. Erotic French films. <laughs> um but yeah, that's speaking really, of erotic think... French films, that's basically what this show is. <laughs> also I erotic mean, it French is half films. French. Um, <laughs> and true. it's weirdly erotic in some senses. Um yeah. but that's really gonna, I think, do it for us today. Um on our, this one off episode of uh, RHS thanks Public for Access. Us. Yeah, thanks for joining us. It's been a blast as always. You know um, what I'm gonna say? Please. If, let's say fifty listeners mm. write in and say that they want more of this, uh, these two will have to watch... I like that Maddie's just writing checks for a show she's Oh yeah, I'm not involved in this. This is not me. These two will have to listen, do like a whole season on this, and (laughs) do every single episode. Not our word. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it, Maddie. Um, So yeah, if 50 people write in in the next month, then that yeah. that is a thing that these two That's have fine. to do. 50 people That's fine. in the next month, go if for you, it. Yeah, if 50 people send us an email at riverdalehighav at gmail.com asking us to please watch this, if 50 people send us that in the next month, starting when so this episode comes out. Coming out will... on September 18th, so they have till, let's be generous, October 19th. <laughs> We'll give, give you an extra, extra 24 day. hours, gang. Yeah. You got, you got, what, a month and a day to write us 50 emails. And that's 50 different emails. It can't yeah, be 50 from the, the same, same person. person. Yeah. Boz. 50 different people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, if, if you do that, then we will do more of the show. All but of it. I'm saying no. all of it. <laughs> all right. Maddie just wrote that check for us. Yep. I guess we're and watching Maddie's the whole guess show. Maddie's going to on every one of them, too. <laughs> God, okay, yeah. yeah. That's part of it. If we do more, you have to, too. (laughs) Okay, I wrote this check. I'll I'll take that. Yeah, you'll endorse it. All right. Then we're all signing it in our own blood. (laughs) Let's do the final little bits of uh, administrative stuff. Um, Remember, as always, you can find us all over the internet, which includes our website. And that's the best place to find all of our stuff. That is going to be riverdalehighav.club. That's got links to our Twitter and our Instagram, which are also Riverdale High AV. Um, and I already said the email, but uh, Meg, would you be willing to give us that email one more time? Why, sure. It is riverdalehighav at gmail.com. Yeah. So if is you that want like a to little just... quiz to make sure I remember the email address? <laughs> yes, exactly. I just, <laughs> I have a little tick mark like that I'm like making a note every time you forget what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, Eventually, you'll kick me off the podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna hire Dan McCoy to be my second. Oh, he and I have been talking. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, he's got too much going on as it is. Um, But yeah, so if you want to let us know what you thought of this episode, what you think of Archie's weird mysteries, if it had a big impact in your life, if you really like this episode, please show it to a friend, tell them about it, get a watch party together for some of this crazy show. That would be fun. Yeah, I think we can make the same thing where if you do a watch party uh, for Archie's Weird Mysteries and you, like, send us proof, then we'll record a special little something for you. And um, we'll send you a pin. Oh, definitely. That's, yeah. Um, but I really, that has been it. As always, this has been RHS Public Access. I have been Ezra. I have been Megan's wife, Madeline. And I've been Madeline's wife, Megan. And we will see you Ezra's not anyone's wife. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh, that's true. Bye. Bye. Things are getting weird in Riverdale. Hey, what's that sound? Yeah, yeah, yeah.